Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. I am so excited to be back with you today. This is episode 29. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, kind of a controversial topic, I feel like, and that's on whether it is okay or not to force your child or children to follow the quote unquote diet slash way of eating that you decide to follow, mainly as related to a vegan diet. Um, I think that there's a lot of opinions out there on whether it's you you should force your child to eat vegan because that's the way you want to eat, um, or if you should let them make their own opinion. And I actually have kind of flip-flopped on this, and I, for a while now, strongly believe that um, I think that kids should be allowed to explore when it comes to food uh, versus being told um, they must or can't eat certain things. Um, So let's just, you know, jump right in. I talk a lot about food relationships on this podcast and generally in my life and um, in my brand and in my business. And while I am a mostly plant-based eater, I create all plant-based and gluten-free recipes um, this all started because of my husband's health. I've kind of talked about this over and over and over again that we chose to change our diet uh, to help my husband with his heart issues and we were guided to do so by an actual doctor, by his cardiologist. And it completely changed his entire health. You know, within three months, he had gone off all of his medications. Um, his blood pressure was the best it ever been, even unmedicated even when it was medicated, sorry. And it was amazing. It was a transformation like no other. So this started when my children were babies. It was right after my second child was born and my first two are 15 months apart. So at that time, we didn't make a change that really impacted our children because they weren't really eating anything but purees and finger foods with the older one. Um, so at that time, all I knew was that we, they ate what we ate. It wasn't even a question. You know, I made my own baby food in the sense that like I kind of grew up this way that whatever we were eating, I pureed for them. You know, when they were little and I was introducing individual fruits and vegetables to them, I introduced it in a way that incorporated what we were eating. So um, actually all of their first foods were avocado because we do avocado with so many meals. Um, But then after that, like if we're making, you know, roasted veggies and pasta for our dinner, I would take the zucchini and I would um, puree it if zucchini was the thing that I was introducing to them next or you kind of get the idea. So we really didn't even have this issue um, when we changed over. But, and so at that time, I kind of believed that, um, yeah, your, your children are going to eat what you give them. I was kind of naive in a lot of different parenting things. Like all of us are. We know when we go into parenting, we think we're going to do all these things. And then when reality hits, a lot of these things go out the window. Um, but so at that time, you know, I thought, cool, you know, I'm going to, my children are going to eat what we eat, are going to be super healthy. I'm going to make all these things. And, you know, then I have three kids and, um, 
let's just say that, you know, some of this uh, energy that I thought I was going to have isn't really there. <laughs> um, and now sometimes like my kids serve themselves Cheerios for dinner. It is what it is. But my point is that the fact of the matter is that there's so many different types of diets out there, right? So like we have vegan, we have keto, we have paleo, we have high carb, we have all the intermittent fasting things. You know, we have all these things. And as adults, we are educated enough and we are adults that we can make the own decisions as to what we want to do. Uh, what you should do is kind of a different subject. But if we want to restrict ourselves and only eat a certain way for a variety of reasons, that is our choice as an adult. Now, when you have kids, and I have so many friends, business friends that are vegan and raising their kids vegan. Okay, so I don't, that is to each their own. But when you have kids and as you're raising your children, you want to be a role model for them for so many different things, okay? Um, but what happens when it comes to something like food that they start to have curiosity and experiences about outside of the home? Now, I know that they're going to have experiences and curiosity about a lot of things. And I used to be in the band camp, band of like, oh, you wouldn't let your kids play with a knife. Of course you wouldn't. So why would you let, you know, why is it any different to, you know, let your kids eat something super unhealthy? Because we're told that like it's all black and white. Like you, you never can eat this or you're always supposed to be eating this. But I, I guess my experience is that I don't believe it should be black and white. I don't believe that food should be labeled as bad. I don't believe that anything really should be off the table unless there's a health reason behind it. More so for the mental impact of that. And being 100% vegan or whatever totally works for some people. However, for us and our personalities, it does not work. Um, we don't do well with 100% of anything. Whatever that is, uh, it, it does those boundaries for us spark anxiety and we are anxious driven people it is what we it, it is who we are i work on my anxiety every single day and my oldest son has diagnosed anxiety but it's part of who we are so sometimes we have to learn to accept parts of who we are and understand that um some things don't work for us right whatever it is whether it's the food or whether it's um let's say you know you aren't good at um, being away from your home and you want to do all this traveling, but it gives you, you know, doesn't make you feel good when you're always out and about, you know, you feel stressed. And, and that's, you know, something you have to learn is that maybe I can travel, but, you know, maybe not as often or I'm throwing out this random example, but I'm trying to show you, tell you that and make you realize that everyone is different and different things work for different people. So while I believe being role models for our kids, obviously in guiding them, I also feel like part of raising a child in every arena is letting them experience things on their own so that they can one day make their own decisions. And we have constantly told our kids that the reason we eat mostly plants is for dad's health. And there's a good chance that one of the boys has the same health issue. And I want my kids to know what it feels like to feel healthy so that one day if they do have to deal with this health issue, they have the tools to deal with it and don't have to struggle with feeling awful for as long as my husband did. So that's kind of my point. At the same time, I also want them to experience 
feelings when it comes to food, not emotional feelings, but actual body feelings. So how does this make you feel? How does this make you feel? I know personally gluten, I cannot do gluten. It makes me feel terrible. I, my body, it, it wreaks havoc on my body. I also have issues if I eat too much cow dairy. Um, sheep and goat seem to be better for me, but if I were to eat a ton of cheese or any sort of like, let's say ice cream, because I love ice cream and sometimes I do eat regular ice cream um, because I know the consequence, but I feel that the moment it's um, it's worth the consequence. So, but I know it and I don't always make that decision. It depends on where I'm at. So I want my kids to kind of feel that same thing um, and also feel, you know, things that they want to try and how it affects them. So this is where... I decided that I had to switch my mentality and think big picture here. Yes, I want my kids to eat lots of plants to be super healthy because obviously I want my kids to grow and feel great. That's what all parents want. But the mental health piece of that is a missing piece of the puzzle I think that a lot of people forget when it comes to eating. Because as I've said so many times, health is all about the body and the mind. If your mind is unhealthy, your body will not be healthy. They are so interconnected. So I was very intentional when we changed our diet about not worrying about every little thing. The piece that I forgot was the kid piece. And while we let go sometimes as adults, I almost felt like at first I was not able to let go with my kids. And I started asking myself, well, why? And I thought, whoa, they're growing. They need to have all the healthy things. I'm an adult. I can handle it. And and then I started realizing, like, what's the difference? You know, um, it actually almost is restricting them in a bad way when you don't learn to let go. You know, your kid sees other kids eating the goldfish. And um, getting them a little thing of goldfish once in a while, the the mental reward they get from being so happy that they got something that they really, you know, really wanted is so worth at least for me, that reward, that who cares if they eat goldfish sometimes? I mean, who cares? Who cares if they eat it all the time? It, it, if they're mostly eating uh, nourishing foods, your kids are going to be fine, okay? I think every doctor um, will tell you that it is okay to let go sometimes. Your kids can eat the quote-unquote unhealthy processed food every once in a while and, and be okay. Um, now, if they're eating it every single day, that's a whole nother issue. Um, but teaching your kids how they feel after they eat certain things is actually giving them the best reward that you can give them. You're helping them learn their intuition and their intuitive eating part of their diet, which is going to be so helpful with them for so many different reasons when they're older. Um versus restricting them from certain things and having them not understand why you know those things aren't as good for us because of the way they feel you know all that stuff so it was different for us since our kids were babies when we changed that we kind of had to make that flip the other direction versus starting with eating um, a certain way and then switching it and having to convince your kids to, to switch their diet we actually had to learn to let go a little bit because our our values behind food really supported the learning to let go piece. Um, I I do think 
it's important to still teach your kids about why you eat certain things, you know, the the health benefits of nutritious food and how your body grows and what it needs and all that kind of stuff and teaching them the science behind it so that they understand it. You know, it's it's kind of like sometimes I feel like we don't give kids enough credit and you think that kids won't understand that piece of it. And you just tell them, oh, just because it's good for you. Eat it because it's good for you. Well, that doesn't mean anything for a kid. Because in their mind, they're like, that lollipop is good for me too because it tastes amazing. So teaching them that, you know, for example, one thing I tell my boys is that pairing a um, a sugar with like a protein helps regulate your blood sugar. You don't get that spike, you know, because the protein helps um, helps it maintain, you know, an average, yeah, I can't think right now with the specifics, but it, it helps your blood sugar not spike. So like when they're eating, let's say, chocolate, pairing it with nuts really helps maintain that cool in your body. And they got that. They totally understand that. And they now sometimes will grab for an apple and be like, and apples are super healthy, but they also are fruit sugar. Pairing that with like a peanut butter is actually such a great snack and they understand the science behind why you would pair those two together. So making sure to teach the kids why you're doing it. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say the other end of the spectrum because I know a lot of people choose to eat um, fully vegan and live a fully vegan life for um, environmental ethical reasons. And if that is your reason, teaching your child your reasons behind it is also just as important. And, uh, you know, if your child decides that that they, you know, don't want to follow that reasoning, that's, you know, your issue to deal with. I'm not going to tell you how to deal with that um, situation. But the point is that teaching your child behind why you're eating a certain thing, eating a certain way, is super important so that they can understand. So it's not just them thinking, I'm just going to control everything. Because remember, a kid um, needs, the, the power trips behind food, a lot of it is centered around the kid's need to control things. So that is kind of another reason why we took a step back and said we're going to let them explore different types of foods that we may not eat at home um, when we go out and that's kind of how we approached it. And even at home, I mean, we don't eat 100% plant-based at home. We're mostly plant-based um, overall. Most at home, we're, you know, I, I don't like to throw numbers, but pretty, pretty heavily plant-based. But we do have things like cheese and ice cream and things that come in Um other sorts of non-animal, other sorts of animal-based foods, uh, just for varying reasons. Um, but mostly at home, we're like the most. But when we go out, we allow our kids to explore and order what they want. And that's just been really successful for us. So while it's not like I, I don't like to say no necessarily for the reason of having helping them develop their relationship with food in a positive way, but there are ways to encourage them to pick certain things and making them feel like they're the ones in control, if that makes sense. They understand why we eat this way. They understand They understand a lot more about food, I think, than most kids. Um, now, as far as is it safe for a kid to be vegan, yeah, it's totally safe if you do it correctly. I mean, I know a lot of people who raise their kids vegan. They're super healthy. And kudos to them. That's great. Something that matters to them for whatever reason and wanting to instill that in their in their kids is super awesome. But my big reason and what I want to instill in my kids is a positive food relationship. Now, I'm not saying that kids that are vegan don't have a positive food relationship. But I'm just saying for us and our personalities, the way my kids are, 
the way that they are anxiety ridden like we are, um, they're, uh, their, as they grow, their need for curiosity to try things and them wanting to and expressing that need drove us to let go and let them try things because number one was my desire to have them have a great relationship with food. And in my opinion, when a kid is ex- is really wanting to try something and wants to explore, I think it is best to learn to let go and allow your child to explore that for their developmental benefit. Um, so if your kid is, if you're following a strict vegan diet and your kid's not curious, then great for you. If they are, um, you're going to have to decide whether your reasons behind why outweigh the reasons why they should be able to explore a little bit. And for us, that reason actually, you know, the reason to explore outweighed anything else that we um, we really believed in. So for me, mental health is my number one. It has switched a little bit as I've grown my brand. And at first it was like all about physical health for me. And then I very quickly realized that mental health played a really important role, which is why I decided to give my kids um, a choice a lot of the time. Um, I felt like giving our kids a choice takes the emotion and anxiety away from food instead of not allowing things. You know, as I said, we talk about the science behind foods and how they make us feel. And it also takes the emotion out of it. You know, I've said, I have other episodes where I talk a lot about um, food and emotion and it like goes to like, you know, your kids finishing their dinner. You know, why is it a big deal for you for your kids to have to finish your dinner? Why, why does that matter? Um putting that emotion into food and like getting upset at them makes this connection with food that it, it it gives an underlying bad connection when it comes to the food and it gives it an emotional anxiety ridden connection because they are stressed you know i have to eat well my body's telling me i'm full um you're you're teaching them not to listen to their body i guess um is really what i'm saying the same thing goes with wanting them to try something when my kid said i want to try bacon I forget where we were and they really wanted to try bacon. I was like, cool, try it. And some of you listening might be like, oh my God, I can't believe you let them do that. Well, of course I did because here's the thing. Um, If I said, no, bacon is bad. No, we don't eat that. They then think to themselves, well, geez, I want to try it. Does that make me bad? Does that make me a bad person? And you might be rolling your eyes at that, but the truth of the matter is that that's true. That's a real thing. Them making those connections is a real thing, whether you want to believe it or not. And I don't want my kids ever to feel like they're a bad person if they want to try something. Um, spoiler, they actually didn't like the bacon. <laughs> they tried it. it. It was not their thing. So th- that's that. They were able to try it. They made their own decision that they did not like it. And, um, which I'm not surprised, even when I ate meat, I wasn't much of a bacon person. Um, I was more the sausage, camp sausage over there. You know, when it came to breakfast sausage or bacon, I always chose breakfast sausage. So, but they made this decision themselves. And now they know that like, hey, I tried something. I didn't really like it. Um, we talked to them about, you know, the, what bacon is. Um, the high, you know, saturated fat content and all that stuff and how, yeah, Eating bacon once in a while isn't isn't going to change your health so much overall. Um, maybe daddy's health because daddy cannot process animal products like many of us can. Um, but somebody that really likes bacon, you know, is still can still be a healthy person um, if they're not eating every single day, and that's okay. But 
it also doesn't always make you feel super great when you're eating such, you know, high saturated fat content foods all the time. And they understand that and they've learned the science behind it. They've connected themselves that they don't really like the flavor. And so they made that decision based on all, you know, the information that they had, both personal information and what we taught them that they don't want to eat it. So it's something that they decided to do. Uh, same with like, for example, I've, I think I've told the story before that my son was at a friend's house and they ordered Pizza Hut for lunch. Well, this, when we order pizza and yes, we do get pizza, real pizza. Um, I don't eat it anymore on account of the gluten factor, but we used to get like, like we really liked pizza. So we would, it would be worth it to us for a really good quality pizza, right? Um, so we would, my kids were mostly used to like, you know, great pizza. Now, Pizza Hut to me is not super high quality pizza. And my friend, and you know, with kids parties, it's cheap. Like I totally get it. You know, like I've, I've gotten cheap stuff over really amazing stuff for parties and stuff like that too, because it, it gets expensive. There's only so much you can do. And most of the time kids don't really care, but my son loves pizza. And so he overindulged in that pizza. So part of the story is that he ate too much just in general, but because he ate too much of kind of a more processed type food, he came home and he had a major bellyache and it gave him the poops. Um, yep, totally gave him the poops. So to this day, he remembers how he felt, remembers how his belly hurt, remembers that he spent a lot of the time on the toilet, and to this day, he will not eat Pizza Hut pizza. Had I been the mom that said, absolutely not, you're not eating that pizza, you cannot eat it, he would not have made that experience and filed it away in his own brain. His experience would be, that's a bad food. My mom says I can't do it, but I really want to try it because I I want to be included in the group or I want to be able to try things myself. And it would have been filed away so much differently. Well, now he won't eat it because he made that experience and decision all on its own. And when he was feeling badly, I talked about it with him and said, well, how do you feel? You know, we talked a lot about it versus me saying, see, that's what you get for eating bad pizza. We did talk about the different qualities of pizza. And because at first he's like, I'm never eating pizza again. And I tried to tell him like, well, you can't label all pizzas the same as, you know, some pizzas are better quality than others. And he was able to use that information, make his own decision, but not generalize it to all pizza because I didn't want him to. I wanted him to understand the differences. So the same kind of, you know, goes for when, you know, he also gets, if he eats too much, um, he's had an experience where he went out for frozen yogurt and it was one of those self-serve ones, um, all you can eat. And so he served himself more frozen yogurt than he should have. And the dairy affects his belly when he eats too much too. And so he didn't feel good. So now he learned in that experience, um, self-control with, I don't want to get a second serving because this is enough just to make me feel good. And I really craved it. And it's something I really, you know, that gives me those cozy feels and I really wanted it. So I ate it, but I didn't overdo it. So in that experience, you know, he knew that he just kind of overdid it. And has had other frozen yogurt experiences that were great. So, you know, that's another thing that he can file away. So my point is that should you force your kids to eat a certain way? In my opinion, no. I don't think you should. I think that people have different reasons and to each their own. But if your child, and I, I, let, me, let me stand correct a little bit. 
let me step back a little bit. You can start eating and feeding your child a certain way based on your beliefs. But as your child grows, if they want to continue that, great. But if your child starts to have curiosities and wanting to experience things themselves, I do think that it is giving them a disservice mentally, um, experience-wise, if we take that away from them. Uh, I do think it's really important for us to raise our children to be able to make their own decisions and to feel confident in their decisions. And to, especially when it comes to food, separate emotions out of it. And I think all too often, parents use emotions to guide their decisions when it comes to food. And being able to make that separation isn't easy for a lot of people. And I've something I've worked on introspectively, like with myself, and something I'm really trying to pass along to my kids because I think it's such an important skill for them. Um, I really want them to not only have a great relationship with food, but to be able to support um, women in their life, whether it's a wife one day or daughters one day, or you know, in general, I say women, I mean all genders, but women especially because I think um, in our country women struggle you know, the most when it comes to body image and food and not that men don't struggle because they do. Um, and you know, all that whole range of sex orientations and whatever. Um, but I just in general think that women struggle a lot because of society and social media and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like raising confident boys when it comes to food really will help that base of, um, having them, you know, have great body images and respecting others and, you know, also, you know, supporting the women in their life and maybe the men in their life and um, whoever in their life have the same. So I think it's kind of this web of things that are interconnected. It's not really just this black and white issue of, oh, I eat a certain way. My kids are going to eat that way too. I think we have to think big picture about all the other things that um, forcing your kids to eat a certain way impacts. And it's not just, you know, it's not just because you feel this is the way we should all eat, um, that they should eat this way too. So that's my little soapbox rant. Um, I feel like I was really serious this uh, podcast episode. I'm not usually this serious, but I guess I'm just getting more and more passionate about the subject just because of life and things I'm seeing. And um, as I evolve in my own eating um, and I evolve in my own thinking about food, I just kind of am more passionate about this and really hope that if you're listening, um, sorry if um, I upset you by anything I said, but I really hope that those of you listening that have this question of, is this right for me to do this? You know, and even if you want to maintain eating a certain way, it's okay for you, for not everybody in your family to eat the same way. Let, let me definitely end this episode on that. It is okay for you all not to eat the same way. And this is something that we're kind of evolving into in our family with my husband being the first one that started this trend of mostly plant-based. And now me, how I recently have had to stop eating gluten completely. And since I've taken that out of my diet um, and certain things, I'm realizing other things that I cannot digest as well. Um, my body's starting to crave certain things that I never ate before. And I need to be intuitive and allow myself to eat things whether it's um, following my plant-centered way or not. And I have to listen to my body. And I'm still, I still eat mostly plants and I will always eat mostly plants because I do believe the more plants, the better. 
but um, I am starting to be more open about allowing other things from time to time when my body says that, hey, I need I need something like that. And so we're all kind of, you know, a little bit starting to develop our own little, you know, corners when it comes to our food. And I'm starting to learn how to make meals that we can add things to, take take away things from to match like kind of everybody's needs and to allow our kids to see that it's okay to listen to your body and eat certain things sometimes. Um, so that is my last rant that not everybody in your family has to eat a certain way if that's not what works for you. Um, I hope that this was helpful. I hope that, you know, if you are struggling with this idea and wondering what, you know, is right, wrong, there really is no right or wrong answer. Um, I think that you need to listen to your family. You need to see what works for your family. All of us are different in our mental health um corners and what works for us, what doesn't, um, and make that decision not based on what you see online or what you think um, is the quote unquote right way based on what somebody else said, but more based on what you see in your specific family and not to be ashamed of it because whatever everyone says out there, there is no right or wrong answer. The answer is totally up to you and what is best for your family is always the right answer. Thank you guys so much for listening. I so appreciate it. And I'm really excited um, for next episode. Make sure you tune in to our uh, next episode when I talk to a special guest about water and its importance. And that is one thing that you definitely need to educate your kids on at a young age so that they can develop this habit early because it's super important. Thanks, guys, and please don't forget to rate and review my podcast. It is so, so, so important for me um, and helps me so much. All right, talk to you guys soon.